Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is June 8th. Today we're going to continue talking a little bit about the events that happen in Alma chapter 8. Now, if you'll remember, yesterday we talked about how Alma had all this success in Melek, and then he goes to Ammonihah, and he struggles. The people there call his beliefs foolish traditions. They revile him, they spit on him, they reject him. And he's really, really struggling here. So Alma leaves the city of Ammonihah, and he begins to head towards the city of Aaron. Now let's take a look at how Alma was feeling in this moment. Verse 14 says, And it came to pass that while he was journeying thither, being weighed down with sorrow, waiting through much tribulation and anguish of soul, because of the wickedness of the people who were in the city of Ammonihah, it came to pass while Alma was thus weighed down with sorrow, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him. Now, first and foremost, I have to say that I don't think there's a missionary who has ever served ever in the history of all time who hasn't felt this way at one time or another. In fact, I'm pretty sure that if you've ever held a calling in the church, you have felt this way at one time or another. Now, I think it's important to note here that Alma wasn't weighed down because of his own shortcomings or own follies. He was weighed down because of the sins of the people. Remember the feelings of Alma and the sons of Mosiah in Mosiah chapter 28, where it says they were desirous that salvation should be declared unto every creature, for they could not bear that any human soul should perish. Yea, even the very thoughts that any soul should endure endless torment did cause them to quake and tremble. So here we have Alma, and it's not like he's bummed out because he's not going to have good baptism numbers to report to his mission president. It's not about that. He is legitimately sad for the souls of the people in Ammonihah. He's legitimately sad that because of their wickedness, they are missing out on the blessings of exaltation. And that thought is weighing him down. It's causing tribulation and anguish to his soul. But in that moment, an angel appears to Alma. And here's what the angel says. Verse 15. Blessed art thou, Alma. Therefore lift up thy head and rejoice. For thou hast great cause to rejoice. For thou hast been faithful in keeping the commandments of God. From the time which thou receivest thy first message from him. Behold, I am he that delivered it unto you. So I'm imagining that this angel and Alma are having kind of that moment. If you've ever been reunited with a convert from your mission or someone that you helped go through the temple in your ward or something like that, imagining they're having that kind of bonding moment here (laughs) as the angel says, hey, I'm the one who delivered that message to you. I'm so happy to see how far you've come. (laughs) But I think what the angel says to Alma is so interesting. Because here in this moment, even though Alma was weighed down because of the sins of the people, if he is human at all, he's got to be feeling like his efforts weren't enough, that he didn't do enough, that there was some area that he could have done better. But I think the message from the angel here is so interesting because the angel says, lift up your head and rejoice for thou hast great cause to rejoice. Now, the angel doesn't say to Alma, hey, you have great cause to rejoice because you've had this rousing success here in Ammonihah. He's saying you have great cause to rejoice because of how obedient you've been to the things that the Lord has asked you to do. 
because of the efforts that you've made, because of how hard you've tried. I feel like sometimes we are the only ones who can't see the efforts that we are making. I feel like we're so hard on ourselves when we don't have immediate 100% success that we just get weighed down in that and we feel bad about ourselves. But here the angel is saying to Alma, lift up your head and rejoice because you have done everything that the Lord has asked you to do. And in the end, that is all you can do. It reminds me of the quote from President Nelson in this last conference that I've mentioned several times where it says, the Lord loves effort. He loves it when we give it our best shot. And if in the end, we don't have the success that we feel like we want or the success that we feel like we should have, that's not as important to the Lord as just following inspiration, doing what we're supposed to be doing, and putting in our best effort. And if we're doing those things, if we are trying to do what our Father in Heaven is having us do, then no matter the amount of success, no matter if we knock it out of the park or if we leave feeling like failures, we can lift up our head and rejoice because we can know that we have done everything that our Father in Heaven has asked us to do. So I love that part of this chapter here. Now, the interesting thing is the angel says to Alma, rejoice, you've done everything that you can do. But then the angel gives him a prompting. He tells him what he needs to do more. Now, the thing that I like about this is that I feel like so often in our lives, in those moments where we are sad, when we're discouraged, when we're having a hard time, that is the time when the Lord is probably sending inspiration to us to help us know how to be successful. But I found that in my life, sometimes it's in those moments of discouragement because I'm feeling so sorry for myself or I'm beating myself up so much that I'm not hearing the message. Either that or if we see in verse 18, it says that Alma did return speedily to the land of Ammonihah. So Alma receives the message and he immediately does what the Lord asks him to do. Sometimes when I'm discouraged, even if I know what I need to do, because I'm downtrodden, because I'm discouraged, because I'm frustrated, I don't act as quickly as I need to act. I don't do the things that I need to do as quickly as I need to do them. So sometimes I think maybe we don't have the inspiration or the blessings that we need because we're getting too caught up in ourselves, too caught up in our own discouragements, too caught up in our own successes or failures that we're not either hearing the Lord or we're not responding the way we're supposed to. But Alma does. He returns immediately to Ammonihah, and he meets a man named Amulek. Now, Amulek is a wealthy man. He's a man of great power, great importance, and he has tons of people in his home. And Amulek invites Alma into his home, because Amulek says that he knows, because of a vision that he's had, that Alma will be a blessing to him and to his entire house. So Alma returns with him. He spends several days with Amulek, and then he begins to preach to the people again. And in verse 28, it says, And it came to pass that the people did wax more gross in their iniquities. Now, here's the part of this story that I feel is so relatable. Here we have Alma. He receives inspiration to go back to Ammonihah. And it's so important that he goes back to Ammonihah that an angel of the Lord actually delivers that message to him. Now, if this were me, I would be walking back to Ammonihah expecting that I was going to baptize the entire village. If this message was so important that I go back that an angel came to deliver it to me, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to preach it up and everyone's going to listen and I'm just going to baptize up a storm. 
I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Elma was thinking, that he had to go back because everyone was going to have this massive change of heart. But that's not what happens immediately. For the first several days that Alma is there, really, he only has one person that listens to him. One person that makes changes. One person with a desire to repent. And there are two parts to that message that I think is incredible. First of all, we need to trust that Heavenly Father will move heaven to save the one. That in that moment, Amulek was so precious and important to our Father in heaven that an angel of the Lord sent the message for Alma to go find him. That is how much our Father in heaven cares for the one. Now, the second part of that message is sometimes you and I get so discouraged with just tiny successes, with just little changes, with just these small, tiny miracles, because we are expecting more, we're wanting more. But I testify that the Lord is thrilled with our little successes, because whereas we only see the here and now and the small scope, the Lord sees the big picture. He sees what this tiny success in the life of one person can lead to over the course of that person's life, over the course of the eternal life. Let's not get so focused on the here and now that we forget that the Lord can see the eternities and that he can take those small successes that we have and turn them into something incredible. Just like that small success of Amulek's change of heart turns into one of the greatest missionary companionships that this world has ever seen, and some of the most lasting and incredible conversions. My friends, I testify that God is indeed in the details. That just because we can't see the overarching picture doesn't mean that he can't. He is orchestrating our lives and the lives of the people around us for our joy and our salvation. And he does this because he is concerned for the one. Thank you so much for listening today. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.